What's going on? It is Domcast. I think episode 82 or 83 just matters when we drop it, but we have Damien Newsborn in the house. A friend of mine, past co-worker, just... All what? things. All things. All things. All things. I like you as a human being. I, I like you and I respect you as a human being as there well. There it is. And I'm glad that we made this happen. I think we tried to make it happen before, but it's all right. Things happen. And yeah. now we're here. Uh, you're sipping some nice little scotch right yeah. there. Uh, what, what you got right there? Uh, fuck, I forgot. I told you earlier, but I forgot. <laughs> the uh, off-mic conversations get, you know. We've been sipping out for a minute, so mine's getting a little loose. Avalor, I oh, can't yeah. remember how to pronounce it because it's in fucking Gaelic. Yeah, Gaelic. Gaelic. No homo, Gaelic. Um, Maybe a little, I don't know. Is it like an island scotch? Is it a, I, think I think it's a lowland scotch, actually. Uh, no, because I, I hate it. I hate the peatiness and mezcals and scotches and stuff. You know, to each their own. Your flavor palette develops and changes throughout time, just like your body does. So true. Uh, I've been drinking tequila for years and years and years and years. I don't know when. Uh, we went to Santa Fe a couple weeks ago and just like cold snap. I was like, ah, I want some whiskey, but I don't huh. want. I don't like bourbon. Bourbon's too sweet. And, uh, so you don't do rice or anything like that? I mean, I no. No, I'd rather just have some scotch or Irish. Okay. I like Irish. Yeah. I like Irish. Yeah. A uh, big fan of Tullamadu. Totally. I actually like Tullamadu more than I like Jameson, to be honest with you. I think it's a little uh, more honey notes, honeysuckle notes, and it doesn't burn as bad. Yeah. I don't know if maybe Jameson over there tastes a little different. Well, no, you got to think about how popular Jameson is now and the mass production of it. You're going to lose some quality in there. so Yeah, because I remember it being a lot smoother. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So on this, uh, our bar, we've been in the industry for a very long time. And one thing that I've always learned or just I've adapted now is like, doesn't matter how hard I try. I will remember people's faces. If you're <laughs> if you're a good tipper or you're a good regular or someone i always know your drink yeah but i will never remember your name mm. every guy's guy guy dude sup boss buddy how you doing ladies what's going on pal <laughs> you know whatever that's your buddy guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you know what i'm saying like yeah. uh it's it, it's a thing we meet so many people every day especially it's like a that. volume thing yeah. right like yeah it, it's different if you're in a uh you know, a neighborhood bar or, you know, someplace everybody goes to. People got nicknames. You know, yeah, but. Hey, cheeseburger. For the most part, I think me and you have worked in some high volume places and some places where there's a lot of traffic and it's impossible, you know? Yeah. It's very rare, dude. Yeah. So everyone's. if, if Like like you said, if you tip well, I'm going to be like, oh, that's Hendrix and Tonic guy, you know? Or, yeah. Hey, that's, you know, Spanish Just, G&T guy. That's old fashioned, but with this particular bourbon whatever yeah. you know two dashes oh. instead of three you know kind of thing but you said old-fashioned but it just made me think of something it's i guess it's essentially kind of like a vucure but i had an old-fashioned with remy vsop mm. and a cognac old-fashioned is the sh- it's it probably is, gonna give me the beat as quicker than i'm already getting it but i'm telling <laughs> you like it is so delicious dude Cognac's the one alcohol that's out there that I can't I can't fuck with it, man. It'll put me down like that. I don't know what it is. Huh. I don't know what it is. But do you like things in like cognac barrels? I do. I do. Cognac barrels, sherry barrels, like whatever, but cognac itself. So when I met my wife, 
my ex-wife, wife. my ex-wife. She was managing at Ruth Chris right there when it was on Commerce, and I was running alibis. And she took me over there one night after closing. Yeah. And, uh, gave me a taste of Louis Trey. Oh yeah. I don't remember fucking anything after that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I tried it. I tried it later on after you know a couple of years. I tried to, uh, you know. I wasn't impressed with Louis Trey. I sold uh, the first shot at the Ruth Chris that I opened up at the Alon. Yeah. And. Uh, I sold the first shot, so I was like, I'm going to straw taste it. The only thing is, it's the finish. It just kind of evaporates, yeah. which is nice, yeah. I guess. But if you're going to pay that much for $250 for a half an ounce or an ounce or whatever the fuck no. it was, I don't care about it. It tasted like Remy. It just evaporated. That all the VSOPs. Give me a nice shit. Pierre Ferron. I'm good. You know, if, I, if, if they, why, 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 why? Yeah. I've never been the guy to pay for a name. You know what I mean? Uh... Paying, when it comes to vodka, I do. I'm not gonna lie. What is That's this, probably the only. Breakfast? Huh? What is this breakfast? I'm just so saying, you're fucking like, vodka. Like I'm a kettle one guy. I'm a Tito's guy. Okay. It's not made of the shit I like to fuck around with. All right. But if I drink vodka, I'm gonna be pretentious. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, I need Tito's. I want kettle. I'm the same way with tequila. Okay. Now, are you a Blanco guy, Reposado, Anejo? I like all of them, but like, <laughs> uh, I'm an equal t- opportunity to I, kill I like all of it. It, it. There's, you know, it's like <laughs> fucking onions. There's layers of this shit, but uh, okay, yeah, you know, true. If you're rolling up, especially, you know, there's cocktail bars, and then you know, some cities you just aren't hip to it, and uh, you go up and somebody give me four shots of Patron, and I'm like. That's the fuck horrible. out of here, dude. That sucks dick. It's the worst. It's the, I mean, just me personally. It's, I, it's not to my taste. I won't say that it's the worst because some people love it. Yeah, but it just tastes like carbon. For me, it. yeah, it's not. It's not. Like if I took my fish tank filter and broke the carbon out and just licked it. It's like if somebody ordered a, give me a ball of KJ. I want that buttery shit. Get out of here. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, well, some people like that. Yeah, you're right. I don't like over oak buttery shit anyway, so. It's not for me. I won't say it's yeah. trash, but I, it's and, not for and me. And it's also really expensive because new oak is expensive as shit, mm-hmm. French or American. And you get the malolactic fermentation, and then it just changes. You get the lactates on your tongue, and then you, you, and then you get some of the baking spice and the pineapple. Yeah. It's not my thing. You know, it was funny when I was, uh, so I worked for PF Chang's a long time ago before they went to. Uh, like, I still stay real quick, though. I think I'm the only guy who goes to PF Chang's because of their bar program. I fucking love it. <laughs> and I'm also the only guy I think I know who's gotten drunk <laughs> at a PF Chang's and got kicked out before five o'clock. But that's I love, clean, I love Chang Gang, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it's good food. It's addictive food. It's addictive food it's and addictive a great barman. Yeah. We'll agree. To disagree. <laughs> okay. But so back in the day before Change went to a corporate list, uh I was buying wine for him at the Lock and Terra place. They, oh yeah. You know, uh, I have some homies down there, yeah. Same. I think I was leaving work there when I for the first time I mentioned anyway. Um but uh the fucking wine people would come in and they just love talking to me because uh, they taste like this, taste like this. And I'm like, no, it reminds me of this memory. Yeah. And it was always, you know, it was never like, I'm not here breaking down wine. I'm like, hey, this takes me back to this time in my life when whatever, whatever was going on. That's and one of the most important tools of just being a psalm or something is being able to stunt, to go back to that memory and being like, this reminds me, this is a white wine, but it reminds me of a time I had Sauvignon yes. Blanc. This is Sauvignon Blanc. Right. This is from New Zealand. 
This and, reminds me exactly of that time on the patio with so-and-so. And what's going on at that time? And what are the smells? What time of year was yep. it? What was the sunset? like? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was, it's, I think it's a better way to learn wine. For me, it's well, for me, it's definitely a better way to sell wine. People bought sure. in when, whenever you know they'd sit down and talk to me, and I'd go through the same stuff, and they're like, oh, "Fuck, I want to feel that." Yeah, I want to feel that emotion. Give me that. I'm like, yeah, it's true. It's gonna Everything be something has else. A story. It's gonna be something else for you, but yes, that's my story on it. You know? So. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I don't know, man. I love alcohol. I do too. I love lo- I love riding on ethanol. Uh, it's just one of those things. I feel like uh, with my DNA and how I was, I I just think it's in me. With yeah. The Italian, the Hungarian, and the mystery, you just don't even know. But uh, I remember having my grandpa Angelo, which is kind of a thing during the day. He would drink Bud Lights and then he'd take a nap, a siesta, and have lunch. Wake up at five. We'd close the restaurant from like three to five or two to five, something like that. Yeah. And and then he would Just switch to wine in. at the uh, end of the night. And, yeah, and, you know, I do. Never, uh, never had liver problems. The only thing he had was the gout at the very end because all he did was eat red meat and drink wine. But you know what? No fucking cancer. Paisans, no you know, fucking paisans. Just uh, I like it. It greases my wheels. <laughs> I don't know. I'd never social lubrication. It, it can be, but I'm also a social motherfucker without it. So I right. think it just makes it worse. Same. But um, or better. I can't remember who Whatever. said this joke, man. So I'm not saying this, I'm not a joke thief. I just don't. I can't remember who wrote this joke. Right, but, right, right. Uh, they were like talk about getting fired from a job. Because they would show up to work drunk all the time, and uh, that's my number one employee. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And they were like, you know, sorry, we're gonna have to let you go. Like, just you know, you're you work well. You're a high functioning alcoholic. And then he goes, "How the fuck did you know I was high?" <laughs> yeah. And I wish yeah. I could. Uh, all those things. Quote who uh, who said that one? But I don't know, I but who, hey, one. whoever said it, thank you very much. It's just like a whole different European lifestyle, man. Like, it's a whole different thing. Like, you know, your grandparents talk about taking road trips and they were drinking beers, like, in the the middle passenger seat. They would have, like, a little, you know, just a little uh, cooler or whatever the hell. Icebox. I love it. And you would take road trips. You a baseball guy? Uh, You know, I like it live. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I've been to a lot of Astros games just because family, friend, hookup kind of thing. Uh, but no, I don't watch it on TV. My dad was, you know, from Detroit, so he has his teams. But nah, nah. it's funny. Uh, more hockey football's my shit. Hockey football, man. Yeah. Fuck, it's so much violence. I love it. You're a guy after <laughs> my own heart. The last, uh, the last big road trip we had, we went to go see the Yankees and the Rangers at uh, Arlington, mm. and um, it was me. I don't. Do you do you know Brandy Petrino? He was at P.F. Chang's for a long time. Word. Uh, it was I'll me. Say maybe. That was like the most Italian shit he was ever. You know Brandy Pacino or whatever <laughs> the fuck you just said? Yeah, no, I don't know. He's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. It was me, Brandy Pacino, I think two other guys. I want to say it was Joe. Like, I should probably shouldn't just say his name. He still does business in this town. It was me, Brandon, and Joe. And like, I yeah. want to say Leo. Yeah. Me and Brandon are uh, Yankees guys, and these guys are uh, Texas guys. And uh, they picked me And you gotta remember At this point in my life I'm like 30 something I got a newborn And a You know Six year old 
it's baseball season. We're going to go see a baseball game. Right? They pick me up at my house, cooler full of beer, whiskey, scotch, tequila. Driver is the driver, and he doesn't drink. But the rest of us are getting fucked up. Yeah. And we pull up to the fucking place in Arlington, five hours on the road drinking. And uh, I don't know whose idea it was, but we, <laughs> I pull down my pants, and I draw a big N <laughs> On my left cheek and a Y on my right cheek. <laughs> oh, dude! And we're just fucking mooning people in the parking lot. Yeah, like, fuck you. That's that shitty Yankee shit. I hate though. I know. Yeah, you know, I you know, know it is. That is though a big Texas, New York kind of thing. Funny me being from Texas though. Like I'm, I'm conflicted. I, I got the best of. I, I think the best of both worlds. Some people say it's the worst of both worlds, but yeah, I don't know. I struggle with that because my dad and half my family's from Detroit, so it's like so different. Yeah, different mentality. Like you said earlier, East Coast, life. Third Coast kind of mentality. But for us, it's just like we got the best of everything. The rest of you guys are just playing catch up. I mean, we kind of won the lottery being born. At least I did. I feel like being born in Texas. Yeah, same. Like I, I wasn't born a blonde white woman. That would have been like the top one percent of luck in the world. But okay, it's wait. All you right. started this conversation. What would you do if you were a blonde white woman, Dom? Uh, horse things. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be, I'd be I mean, a well maintained horse thing. It would. Uh, Oh, man, uh, I wouldn't be having to pay for a lot, I'll tell you that. A lot of things. A lot, Probably wouldn't things. have to pay for anything. Anything. Just pay attention sometimes. Pay for these. <laughs> pay for my new breasts. Give me a facelift. Tummy tuck. Oh, I'd be to go. done. It'd be horrible. But, uh... Okay, so wait, so wait, so wait. I'm, I'm veering again. I'm sorry. Because no, things right. come to my head, and I'm just like, ah. Well, welcome to Domcast, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So you work in a place where there was a guy who made up a job. And it's it's a job that I think you or I are 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 very well acclimated and probably attuned to do. Is this at the Waterburger at the Pearl that I work at in San Antonio, Texas? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so there was a guy there, and he uh, he literally got paid to take rich people out and show that show them the best restaurants in town. Oh yeah. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? Oh, it's awesome, dude. Dude. Yeah. You would excel at that job. I, I would fucking excel at I know I'm a foul mouth pirate motherfucker, but see, I that's love the only me. thing though. That's the only thing. It would fuck it up and be like, This is the fucking Alamo, man. A lot of motherfuckers died here. Yeah. Like that's the only thing. If I could clean that up, yes. Okay. But I love the city so much and I love the culture of San Antonio so much. I, I could do that job, but I would have to do it. Not at the Whataburger at the Pearl that I work in. But think about all the new money that's here that would just eat that shit up. Like, a lot yeah. of people that are rich Maybe these we days, have to make a rated R version of it. I think they want a rated R yeah. version of like it. Like a San Antonio Uncut. Yes. The uncircumcised version. I think they want version. a rated X version, but they can go find that on their own. I'll take you rated R, but I'm not going rated X with you. No. That's gross. No. That's gross. I only do a couple of people, and we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, but we can go rated R. Rated R is good. Yeah, we can show some titties. We can say the P word a couple times. But okay, imagine, uh, think about, and this, another reason that sorry, heartburn. That's all right. Another reason I love this fucking town is because uh, you can go get an amazing, like real, classically done meal, and uh, oh, for 
but under ten bucks. Okay, but mm, but maybe going over fifty bucks. But if you're going oh out, oh I didn't know I don't know what you mean. But if you're going out with me or you, the chef's gonna come back. Hey, motherfuckers, what's going on? We're yeah, going drinking afterwards. You know well, what I mean? A, that's a double edged sword. I actually talked about this the other day about how I, I was I was speaking with someone and they were talking about being musicians. They were like, you know, most of our thing is just being able to have the free drinks at the end. We don't care about. What we're really getting paid as long as you make like 40, 50 bucks, as long as you have a free bar tab and a good time. Now, being bartenders in this city so long, it's like that kind of comes with the territory, and that's what's dangerous about it. It's like I don't know if I've ever spent more than $10 in the last two years at a bar unless I was (laughs) making sure I did. You know, but if I go to my spots, it's $5.45. It's very dangerous. $8 and something cents. It's very dangerous. And then, thing is, I look at my bank account. And I go, okay, I got charged only $5 at so-and-so, but then I have to wait for the tip to hit. Because I'm yeah. like, what the fuck did I leave, though? Like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. He took like 100 Some bucks. Some shit, yeah, exactly. I, yes, it's dangerous. But it's dangerous. And it's you know, dangerous. a lot of times, that's what made me search for dives that didn't know me. Yeah. Because I was like, I can stay in my wheelhouse. They don't know, and they're not going to try to overserve me. I got to a point at... A P.F. Chang's not saying which one where I'd go in. I just want one drink while I was waiting for traffic. Right, right, right. Like, right. Just give me a standard old fashioned, man. Right. But they would pour me like three, four ounces of bourbon on a Scotch truck. I'm just like, dude, I just want to kill some of our traffic. I'm not trying to get fucked up. It's Wednesday. I saw to go to H-E-B. Okay, like, I appreciate what you're doing for me. Yes, absolutely. But now you're putting my life in danger. <laughs> And then you're like, ah, am I going to be the bitch that just leaves this here? And then you got to. Uh, no, and, you have to, you know? Uh, and it's, okay, and it's, <laughs> it's really tough being me. Because I know so many fucking people. I know so many fucking people. And yeah. it's like, and they've seen me, they've seen me, you know, just polluted and like, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking I'm like talking to you and then the next day they're like, Hey man, that was really cool what you said to me last night. I'm like, Did I fucking see you last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, are you kidding oh, me? Tell feeling. me what happened. Yeah. Fill me in because I don't know. You know, a couple podcasts like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Wait, this actually got recorded? <laughs> Holy shit. No, but, it is a dangerous thing. Yeah. But you gotta also just Except the love too. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. They give, they're giving you that love back. You know? I, uh, uh, you know, so I got five kids, right? And my oldest kid's uh, twenty five. My youngest kid's nine. So, been around the block a couple times. But okay, so you're obligated to have these conversations with your kids to, to try and make uh, this kid that you brought into the world. Not a shit fucking person. Yes. And, you know, you want to raise a good a fucking adult. Yes. But in my line of work and being uh, management for so long, like, you're totally not. You're really just there to make sure this person is protected as possible. The greatest joy, nah, not the greatest joy, but one of the things in my life that I'm really, really fucking proud about is that there are people that have worked for me that have gone on to do great fucking things. Great fucking things. And they call me and they're like, hey, man, you remember that one night, wasn't that for one you, fucking conversation, conversation, you know, like that meant something to me. And and that's what, you know, we talked about this earlier. That's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters. That human connection. That human fucking connection that you didn't have to do. That's not, that's not on you to do. But because 
You showed grace and mercy. But you saw something in it. Yeah, like you matter. You know what I mean? I think everybody just needs to realize there's that little piece in all of us that fucking matters. Yes. And one day somebody's gonna see that and they're gonna cultivate that and you're gonna be better for it. Like, I don't know, man. Uh I also have teenagers and my teenagers are all doom and gloom and everything sucks and I'm like yeah, but this life is so beautiful, man. Like, you don't even know. Yeah, but, you know, that's you weird because know. those kids, like, your teenagers grew up in the smartphone internet area. Yeah, like, it's weird. I was happy back in the day just having friends to play outside with, and we'd share a skateboard. Yeah. Or if I got a new pair of shoes, that was dope. That was or, the thing. Or, like, we got a football yeah. that wasn't flat. Or, <laughs> you know... One of our neighbors got an N64 with one game but two controllers. Like, that shit meant so much. Right, 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 We weren't right. over here sad about our lives and you had everything. It's saying it's so immediate to them. Right. Now it just Push it desensitizes yeah. to them. And now they're desensitized to, like, what true happiness is. I remember this movie. There was a documentary that was on Netflix. I think it was called Happy. And they were talking. It started the thing off with. A rickshaw driver in India it did it every day, like eight kids, and he'd go home and he'd make like three dollars and some fucking cum stains. That's like it, right? <laughs> and then, and then next thing you know, at the end of it, they're talking about Americans who make this much money, we work this much, are the saddest, most depressed people. Yeah. yeah. So like, sometimes it's almost like you went too far down uh, Pandora's box. Like it's almost like what makes you happy anymore? I, I see this like rock stars. Think about old rock stars. Or you think like Pete Townsend, like, oh, you played for the Who. Hey, you could have banged anyone Townsend. in the world and you got so bored of it, you started banging kids. Like, this shit doesn't make sense. <laughs> once you go too far, far wow. down the rabbit hole, once you go that far down the rabbit hole, it's like, is bowling really fun like anymore? Like, I remember playing shows and like, just, no. or like maybe a rush, like maybe, um, at a restaurant you worked at a bar that you worked at where it was just like the money was awesome that was the night you were killing it boom 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 yeah that adrenaline and that feeling do you really think like going bowling is gonna match that no no no, no. it's boring you went too far down the rabbit hole you're jaded yeah these kids get jaded too early i think you know i think that's that's that that that's the fucking key right there though it's like uh you have to take every moment and uh let that moment be that moment, you know, and don't compare it to anything else because it's never going to no. happen again. No. Like, it's like fireworks. Yeah. Just watch them. Don't take yeah. a picture of them. No, no one's going to fucking rewatch a picture of a firework. <laughs> Just sit there and enjoy the moment. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of what I, kind of what I try and teach my kids. I, it's, it's a, it's a very much an experiment. So my 25 year old, you know, it's like uh, she's grown. She did her thing. She was at the beginning of this uh, social media push button. Yeah, you yeah. can find out what's going on in China just by looking it up now. And now my, the I, I wouldn't call it a problem, but the one I worry about the most is uh, my fourteen year old, and uh, you know she sees everything and every comment affects her and every fucking like is the, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, just, and it's, weird. On this it's weird. It's weird. Weird scale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a bad Black Mirror episode. I know that really exists too, but I don't know, man. It's it's uh, it's troubling and at the same time fascinating fucking times. Strange times. It's strange times. People um, are strange when I mean strangers. we're really new into this whole social media experiment in general. Yeah. 
and this is an extension of it. Yeah. And I've always been one of talk radio. Right. I love talk radio. And then Coast to Coast After Dark. I mean, all of it, baby. <laughs> I had even listened to some crazy uh, right wing nine thirty Michael Medved stuff. Like I, mm. I listened to everything, dude. You got to know your enemy, I guess. Got to know all of it. I'm a libertarian as shit, so you know. But I would, uh, I was like conversation, and that's like one thing I why I wanted to start this. The first time I ever did a podcast, I've already been listening to radio forever. Right. Didn't really know a podcast much about. So the ones I would listen to when I very first started was called like Philosophize That, and it was going into like. Uh, like stoic and all the pre-Socratics and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was just something to listen to that was free. That wasn't audible. Cause I didn't have money for audible. And I would <laughs> listen to that while I played Madden. Cause I was tired of the commentators be like, Oh, that's a gainer. Let's see what Kyle Rudolph does next. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. And then, uh, a friend of mine, friends I grew up with, they were like, Hey, we're, we have a show called Basuda boys. And they, it was the most crass, Basura Boys. Dude, it was, it, it to this day, they only did, I think, I about 15 it. episodes before all of them got into jobs where they couldn't, and they had to shut it down. But there's 15 episodes of this amazing show called Basura Boys on <laughs> iTunes, uh, on Apple uh, Podcasts. And on the fourth episode, I was a guest, and they were like, what are we going to do? And I said, hey, come over here. And at the time, I had a huge uh, dining room table, and we just hooked up these microphones, and it was my first podcast ever. And I was like, man, I fucking love this because I love audio engineering. Yeah. I love yeah. mixing, mastering. But I always love the conversation. And I always miss like those conversations with old roommates or at bars that you don't remember. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And you're like, damn, I wish that was recorded. Or, man, I wish I could listen back at that. And that was kind of like the start of Domcast. It was like, I'll rant because it's therapeutic for me. Sure. And then if I have friends over, at least there'll be something that... I could look back on and be like, man, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I had that friendship or see what that friendship turned into. It's good stuff. I, uh, you know, I love film as a medium. I really do. Mm-hmm. But the first, you know, cinematic medium is, is spoken word. And, uh, it's funny. Uh, we can trace the history of my family back literally written 1099 coming from Denmark to England. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, true shit. So I'm big into Viking culture, and, you know, the Vikings never kept any written documents because it was all translated through stories, you know, the the sagas. The most famous Viking sagas are are written, you know, 200, I can't remember, but either 200 or 2,000 years after the actual events. Yeah. So it's snowballed from this actual event into, ah, oh, you got a fish this big, into, oh, shit, this fish I is caught just a whale. Fucking, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, But you know what? I believe them. You know why? But there's truth in all of it. You know, because somewhere in there. The, the Nordics, the Northern Europeans as well, I believe them because the Vikings also never brought back the ugly ones. <laughs> so they pillaged everything and only brought back the princesses and beautiful Give women nice and then killed everything else. And yeah. then that's why it's like, that's why you're a tennis player that looks like a dimey dime. But at some point, at some point you got, you got to believe that they weren't taken, you know, against their will. Like this cool motherfucker rolls into town. And a lot of people oh, don't realize yeah. a lot of people like don't this realize, guy's got a hog on him. Yeah. Fuck and this little Asian guy. I've been fucking the Vikings are, were very clean people for all the travels that they did. They always carried travel kits. 
beards were always combed, teeth were always brushed, like some dapper motherfuckers. This is like really, yeah, yeah. Look I it know, up. I don't know true story. About that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. This is like uh, they brush is, their teeth. Yeah, comb their hair. Huh. Were very, very, very fucking hygienic. Had nail clippers. Bro, didn't like fucking dirt under the nails. Interesting. Come on. This is a system next level shit. Yeah. Now you so, sound like a gay Puerto Rican. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. this clean motherfucker come and split your fucking husband's wig. And then you know like, what I mean? And just like I'm all you. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and just decimated your entire village. Just like, I'm here for the gold. I but want I'll- your gold and riches, but it I mean if you want to come, I'll fuck you on the way home. Yeah. You know we'll what I mean? Take that Boeing seven forty seven of uh Madison Square Garden. If you're a history fucking buff, if you're a history buff. I do. I actually love history a lot. Then you know how much that Viking invasion of 1099 completely changed the whole landscape of European culture. We went from, or they, whatever, us, (laughs) you know, went from short little Pictons drawing fucking symbols on themselves with some blue fucking paint to, you know, six foot something warriors just but that also screaming and that accelerated the whole process of war as well and that's when the mongols were like let's teach babies how to fucking ride horses with no hands so we can use bow and arrows there can't be peace without war dumb it can't be whatever your agenda is whatever your agenda is i just don't feel like humans will ever find peace together because we're too tribal sure but i also believe that there's way more worlds out there than just earth and i Pretty much feel that it's the same thing going on throughout the universe. It's universal. Yeah. It's uh we have a uh, we have a very distinct need to survive, and I don't give a fuck what I gotta do to do it. But if I have a kid, and I look over and that kid's fucking starving, and your kid's fat as fuck, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna eat that kid. I'm gonna do what I gotta do to make sure my kid fucking eats. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's a human Korean pork belly. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what do they call them? Bon me fucking sandwiches. Yes, bon me's, bon me's, <laughs> bon me's all I, uh, day. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't condone violence unless it's in uh, defense of something else. But at the same time, defense of something else that's greater than. I put it like this: When I grew up, uh, so I lived in Austin in the late '80s, early '90s, and people, people, people. People from California fucking love Austin now. Like, oh, this is utopia. It's this great fucking thing. I'm like, you fuckers weren't there. Like, I saw literally about a 200-person white supremacist march down the streets of fucking Austin. And, like, everyone was cool with it. And I'm like, no, this is not cool. I'm not cool with this. I'm not cool. I went to jail. I have an FBI file because of fighting Nazis. Yeah. And like uh that's just not cool, man. And like Yeah. It's it's how about where your moral compass stands, but yeah. like I feel like a lot of the old dirt religions, I call it the old desert religions, um, like the Ten Commandments. Mm. I mean, you can't even make an atheist disagree with that shit. Like it's just being a good purse. Yeah. You don't have to believe they put a hundred every animal on earth on an ark. Yeah. But I mean Dude, I mean, that's good. 
Buddhist philosophy, Eastern philosophy in general, super about. Super awesome, yeah. Super about. No. I've taken a lot from everything. I also do take a lot from Stoicism, though. I don't know why, but... Because it's, I like Marcus Aurelius and all that. The best, Very, dude. I've given that book away so many fucking times. Meditations. Oh yeah, bro. That's one of the shit. greatest. No, no, that is, that is the greatest. Now, uh, one of mine, one of mine that I give away all the time. Jason Harari actually has the last copy I gave it was the Forty Eight Laws of Power, but they okay. use a lot some, of okay. Marcus Aurelius in it. Oh, okay, now hold up, hold okay. up, because I am proficient on both books. Okay. 48 Minutes, yes. I have my kids read that book also, but it's so that they know what kind of manipulation they have to look out for. Exactly. It's, it's about protecting not, yourself. Yes. Because defense is power. Right, but and this is my problem besides heartburn. Um, Do you need some... Uh, I got, you got chalk? I, sure, I could find something somewhere in there. Anyway, area. we'll get there. This is my This is my problem with that book. Is that people take that book and use it offensively? You know what I mean. CEOs, yeah. stockholders, people that are looking to uh, afford their own agenda, take the Forty Eight Laws of Power and like that book's about manipulation. Yeah, but it's also about how like once you understand that, then you can't lose. It's like that's that's like it's football. That's their offense. Yes. Now I understand that or poker. Right. That's how they play. Yes. Now, I'm never going to have the power of like a crazy CEO or a corporation or anything like that, but I'm going to know how to defend myself. I agree with you 100%, but that's what I'm saying is that people are taking that book and showing it to young people and be like, this is the way you need to lead your life. And I'm like, no, man, that's, that's, that, that, that's exactly how not to live your life. Like, I love that book. I really do too, but a- as a warning, yeah. um, I mean, that's for, that's for some fucking Illuminati climate changing, like just yeah. Rothschild bank. I want to fuck everybody over except for myself kind of reading. But if you're reading it to know what your enemy's thinking, then yes, I'm okay with that book. But I hate that fucking book. I hate that fucking book. <laughs> it's a very necessary book to read. I think everyone needs it on their shelf. I, I do too. I do too. As a defense. Okay. Yeah. But Marcus Aurelius... Marcus Meditations was, is amazing. Meditations was more of, hey man, this is this is and the time it was written is right, unfucking believable. To, to if you can take yourself back to that time and realize how what wise. was going on, yeah, how yeah, macro and he looked at the world so macro, yes, but then he could take it mm. in in a, in a world where your society that you're in charge of, where you're the emperor, when your society the base of your power is slavery and you realize there's something fundamentally wrong with it but at the same time there's nothing you could do to change it he wrote that fucking book condemning everything that he had been brought up to believe and at the same time saying I have to accept all this because this is how it is how can I change this and left to me and I've read that book countless times left an open ended question like if you have the answer fucking tell me you know, he's like, this is what I was taught from my grandfather, from my father, from my mother, from everybody that's ever influenced me. This this is what they taught me. This is what I did with it. I became the leader of the known fucking universe. I conquered every fucking land I could conquer. I've done everything that you could possibly think of doing. And it's still something's wrong. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. And this is what I think it is. Help me 
figure this problem out. It's one of the most mind-opening books I've ever read, and I've given it to anybody I thought worthy. And that's not a lot, but it's a couple. Yeah. All my children. A couple of friends. Michael Mengler. Shout out to Mengler. He's going to be Professor Mengler someday. That kid gets it. But, oh, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, Marcus Aurelius is hands down my favorite philosopher ever. Yeah. Ever. Same. Yeah. Good fucking guy. Yeah. One of those people that like, hey, you know, uh, you could eat dinner or get drunk with three people in history. He's one of them. Hands down. Damn, Marcus Aurelius, Anthony Bourdain, and... We got the same two. And then maybe throw in Chappelle or Bill Burr. Because <laughs> we need a comedic relief. Because you need something to make it light. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably Chappelle or Bill Burr, one of those. You need to flip a coin. I think I would be the comedic relief on my table. Like, I, I don't ah, nah, I'd try. Maybe not. Yeah, I'd try. I'd try. That's some fucking cross-boundary shit, too. Like, how could you get them to... I don't know. Maybe if you was from an uh, omnipotent dinner. Like, if everybody mm-hmm. had knowledge of everything, yeah, that would be a good dinner then. Yeah, okay, I could see it. Yeah, definitely. Man, I got to take a leak, dude. Go piss. All right, we're going to take a break. It'll be one second for y'all, maybe 10 minutes for us. But with the power of technology, you won't even notice. <laughs> but- and we're back with chalk. <laughs> Needed it. Damon Newsborn, uh, you're talking about some Ralphie May, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember who the like. It, it, it's frustrating because it was literally just a couple hours ago. Yeah, and I thought it, your memory is a funny thing when you get older. Mm. I couldn't remember if it was you or not, but it's not you. Yeah, um, I would remember for sure. Who the fuck was I? I was at, I was at, Lily's on the Green. Is that that new? Um, yeah, it's that new Mahoney Blue place. box kind yeah. of bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's really nice. But I was talking to the bartender there, and we were talking about uh, Dave Chappelle and Ralphie May and, like, Bill Burr and comedy. The comedy seller table. Yeah, and, and, and just, like, uh, just like uh, people getting offended these days. And it's just like, motherfucker, you bought the ticket. You pressed play you on agreed. your Netflix. You agreed. You knew what the fuck you were getting into. No, if you buy a ticket, you agree to shut up and shut watch someone up. talk. Now, these same people that are outraged are also the ones that said the Chappelle show was the greatest sketch comedy known ever. Man. Ever. And then uh, 10 years later, they think he's being offensive. Yeah, I don't know how it got so sensitive. I don't know how it got so sensitive. I, I know. But they were talking I know. To, I mean... I kind of do. I mean, I, I have a theory. I have a theory of how it got so sensitive, but I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's truth. Hey, a lot of this is bro science and strong opinions. Bro science with uh, <laughs> uninformed strong opinions. Tell me how you think so. I mean, I mean, like you go back. To push button society again. We've been talking about this all day. You you get you know self gratification at the push of a button nowadays. And uh, everyone thinks they're entitled to something and, and, and participation trophies. And I don't know, man. I just grew up in a different time and a different era and a different way of life. And it's like. See, I was like, I feel like I was the last. Of your I was kind. the last of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, Roadhouse came out the year I was born. So, like, <laughs> I didn't grow up with the internet, nothing like that. It right. happened so much later. I remember the fucking Dewey Decimal System. 
Who the fuck oh, remembers yeah. a Dewey they Decimal used, System? I'm, I can write in cursive. <laughs> they don't teach kids that. They don't. And then when I went to private school till sixth grade, I always wrote in cursive. We didn't have computers. Then I went to seventh grade at Zachary, a public school, and they were like, it's all right, blown. it's typing, you know, keyboard class. And I'm like, I've never used one of these. They're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I know cursive. And they're like, we don't do that anymore. And I'm like, well, what did I do for half my life? Besides Why? write Bible verses in cursive over and over and over and over. <laughs> it's a whole different world. Oh, man. They got emojis now. Yeah. And now weird. emojis are getting offensive. Apparently, and, uh, yeah. Facebook you got a with little, the band in this shit. They, a little peach, a little fucking eggnog. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know. Eggnog, eggplant Everybody hitter. Knows. Everybody knows. I'm going to fucking jerk in my gherkin. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You know? I'm trying to use more of my Rolodex. This is the thing that... I, it's like a new thing because of my last relationship and getting out of it. I really don't want to have any kind of friends with benefits right now or anything. Sure. I'm trying to kind of like clean up mentally myself and not watching porn has been like one of them. So I have to like dive deep into like my Rolodex of memories. Wow. But honestly, if I just rip one in a sock to an old memory, like I don't feel like that weird guilt. Maybe it's Christian Baptist Catholic guilt or whatever, but like, you know what I mean? In my head, it's like, ah, nothing's really wrong with watching this, but I feel better about it. Okay. I know that's weird because the second it's like, once you come, you come to your senses and it's kind of like what the second I'm done, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Is this thing public? Is it, oh, am I on a private tab? Can I delete my history? Can I put this on the podcast? <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I want to be honest with people though. I'm trying to clean up the act on that, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. That is some Catholic guilt shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with jerking one out? I don't think there's anything technically wrong with it because if you don't, porn. See, that's that's for me. I don't know. For me, it's like maybe it's like I, I'll browse and it's like why, like just click a thumbnail. That should be it. Nah, we all have our likes and our wants and our needs. And come on, man, porn's okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Okay, I think I feel. I'm not saying like sugar's okay. But right. It's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even though I could get down a rabbit hole and be like, all right, now we have two English teachers. <laughs> Who are actually English from England, making uh, uh, some dude with a mask on that stuck into the high school. Goodness, you know goodness. what I mean? Like that's some weird shit like that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. I could just be like, "Hey, guess what? I've been in meaningful relationships in the past. I could pull up some memories in my head of something good, and then rip it out, and then be like, then the Adderall hits, and I'm like, all right, let's write the new budget for this week. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's what I'd rather do instead yeah. of sit there and be like, ah. I mean, okay, so what you're talking about is, is self-control, then. You're not trying to dive into jerking off for three fucking hours. Get oh, in, no. Get out. Oh, no. Stress relief. Go on with your day. Because if you don't, I mean, what? It keeps building up. It's going to come out in a wet dream, and I don't yeah. want that either. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just don't see masturbation as something negative. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. Look, I masturbate first thing in the morning in the shower, and it... I focus. Oh, that's wild. I'm going to knock it out. I can't bust nuts when I'm standing up, nor can I do it like in a shower. Really? Yeah. I have to lay down to have, like bust a nut. That's some deep-seated psychosis shit, man. I don't know. If I'm standing up, like I can go all day. It's like, I don't know. It's not pleasurable for me. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
I, I can is that, that a weird complex? No, no, no. <laughs> we all got our own things with fucking sex. Okay. Uh, so the shower thing so gets you going. Yeah, it doesn't get me going. It's just kind of one of those. Do you brush your teeth in the shower? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so you masturbate and brush your teeth in the shower. <laughs> this uh, is like, <laughs> <laughs> You guys can't see this, but both actions at the oh, same yeah. time. It's like jerking your teeth off. He's it's like, not cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like pounding a hammer in the fucking like no, joystick. Man. No, Okay, if I do brush my teeth in the shower, I don't jerk off in the shower. Because if I'm brushing my teeth in the shower, I'm in a fucking hurry and I got to get somewhere. That's 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 for that's for last minute shit only. I like to take my time or brush my teeth. I like to get every you know what I mean. I like, I, I started just doing it multiple times during the day. Same, same. It's, it used uh, to be once in the morning, once at night, but now it's kind of like uh, you know, if I take a nap, you get that kind of fucking. You get the little film, little film, and it's, I hate that. One thing I, I hate, hate about Adderall, to tell you, is it stops your salivatory glands. I didn't and It know makes that. your fucking breast smell horrible. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you hydrate. That's one of the side effects of Adderall. Can you imagine? Like, I if, hate it because it makes your breast smell like someone took a dump in your what mouth. What if Adderall's not enough and you're drinking coffee, too? I've done so that. So you got coffee breath and this fucking yeah, shit then, mouth from Adderall? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> But I mean, it's like, uh, you know, that's why I like taking like 5%, you know, or five milligrams at a time. Right, right, right. Because if I take 20 milligrams, my mouth's dried up. It smells like I just, someone farted in my mouth. Controlling your dosage. You know, yeah, definitely. Everything in moderation, as they say, right? I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. Fuck those guys. Yeah, you know. I, uh, you know, I do. I do everything in moderation except fucking boozing. I love to booze so much, man. So do I. Uh, it's just one of those things It's like I almost feel like It's natural for me To do it as well Because Everything else Like people are like Even when they try To get religious on you Well you're changing Your It's a sin to change You know If you're high You're in a different mindset Anger does that yeah. Anxiety does yeah. that So much does that yeah. I've never been An angry you're drunk you me I'm changing my fucking Whatever whatever Is doing that to me like you're changing my mindset as you're saying that to me. Like, yeah, you know, pushing do, your... for me, it's like I've never been an angry drunk, a mad drunk, a sad drunk. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm drinking, I'm just taking how awesome life is to the next level. Right. And I praise that. Dude. Absolutely. So fuck it. Like, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Uh, when I was five years old. So we're from this small little town in upstate New York called uh, Cheryl. Uh, it's so small. There's it's three villages: Cheryl, Verona, and uh, something else with a V. The high school is called VVS. Right? Okay, it's three villages in one. That's how small it is. Uh, my grandfather, when I was five, took me to the Legion Hall. Hmm. And I didn't know this at the time when Military I was five thing? years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World War Two. He was a signal sig- signal man. Yeah, yeah. On a on a big fucking boat, Navy. Um, Apparently, back in World War Two, like the whole fucking village goes to war together. You know what I mean? This is before they had. Yeah, yeah. You know they. You're are, all in cahoots together. You're bro. all going together. You know, because you know each other. Your squadron section, whatever. I don't. You know, whatever. My grandfather apparently brought everyone back. It was one of the only legions or squads in upstate New York that had that. So uh, everyone called him Chief. Uh, there you go. And again, I'm five years old. I don't know any of this. 
my grandfather just wants a beer. We go down to the Legion Hall, and uh, my grandfather walks in. It's like the fucking parting of the Red Sea. You know what I mean? Everyone just made way, and uh, you don't know how important Chief is. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know at all. I just thought, oh, this is what bars are about. This, this is, this is great. The guys are on one side of the bar. The dames are on the other. You know, they're all huddling and all the guys. I like how you here. call them dames. I what? call them broads. You know what I mean? I got that from my grandpa, and your Birds. grandpa had dames. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot more respectful than bitch. You know, if you call somebody a bitch in front of you, I'm probably gonna take offense to it. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, fucking asshole! Did you come out of your mother's vagina? Is she a bitch? Shut the fuck up! Don't do that." My grandpa used to say, "Dizzy broad." I'm okay with that. Yeah. Dizzy broad's okay. Bitch is not okay in my book. But I guess I guess bitch applies to every. Gender now, or how many? Well, There's only two, but yeah. possibly it's a 2.5. Did you see that? Okay, wait. Did you see that meme? It's the chick, the climate change, climate change girl, and it says, "Uh, my 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 generation's gonna determine the future." And then uh, underneath it, it's the guy, uh, man, who played uh, Westworld. Oh, what? Yul Brynner. It's Yul Brynner in a World War II movie, and he's like. Your fucking generation can't determine if they're male or female. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, I seen you know that meme. I mean? It's I hilarious. Seen that meme. It's Shut, true. Get out of here. At two point five, some kids weren't lucky enough, and they grew up with weird genitalia. That's all right. They didn't get that done to them. No. No. But if you get that done to him, you're just making things up. Going now. back to masturbation, I can fuck myself all day. It'd be great, but I'm I'm never gonna be like ah, well, I'm a chick. Why I like masturbation more than sex half the time is kind of like, like, try to put makeup on a woman. No, I don't know how to. Yeah, no, you're not gonna I'm be lost. good at it. No, no. You know what I mean? They're good at it. Yeah, but they can make themselves look pretty. But if I try to put eyeliner on you and mascara you it's gonna this. be weird yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so let me nobody you know, knows me better than me exactly yeah i could get my i could figure my shit out jerkin my gherkin now what gherkin almost gaelic is that that's a baby pickle what it's a baby pickle shut it's a the fuck up really you never had charcuterie board bro I've had many charcuterie boards i don't even know damn <laughs> it's a little fucking jerkin, jerkin pickles dude that's a baby pickle I think you're making this up I'm just to not, fuck with me. No, no, no. Look it up. Look it up right fucking now. Jerkin. Gherkin. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. G. As in George. Gherkin. Gherkin. It's a All baby right, fucking Googling pickle. Right now. I'm over here jerking my it gherkin. It says gherkin windows and doors, dude. Hey. Used as another name for a penis or rhyme with jerking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's nothing about pickles Come on, on this. It's a baby pickle. Look. Okay, let me point. Gherkin pickle. There you go. I when I was working at this nice little eatery in Southtown. That oh, I it's G. It's spelled differently. G H E R K I N. Exactly. Pickled cucumber. Yes. I've seen these little hitters babies. around. Little babies. Mount Olives. Yeah. yeah little Mount Olives gherkins. Yeah. Those, but, those are gherk hitters. Bro. You leave sexual innu- innuendo open, and I'm going to come bursting through it like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> so it's like... Asbestos in the shit and everything? Absolutely. Yeah, dude. So any chance I get to say jerkin' my gherkin, I'm in. Yeah. That's, well, now I know. It's a favorite of mine. It's all. Now I know what it's all about now. Ah. Now it's just a little mount, all of little uh, little hitters, dude. Yeah, yeah, a little two-finger... You know, it's never... 
big fan of pickles growing up. Still not a big fan of pickles. There's certain pickled things that work in dishes that are well, but if yeah. you give me a hamburger and there's pickles on it, ah, done. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I don't think hamburgers deserve a place in pickles real estate. So I didn't really. Or get... I mean, pickles don't deserve a place. Pickles don't deserve a place in hamburgers no. real estate. No, 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 not at all. But. Save it for the mayo. Get some cheese. Get some onions. Some tomato. Sure, 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 sure. Pickled stuff has its place. Uh, not so much red for me, but white wine, like a nice tart white wine, Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I mean? You, or give me a, a little too sweet, but an albarino. Oh yeah, high acid. Yes, and you're Closer mixing to that, a, yeah. right? You know, for me, that that's in a little bit of cheese. Some water crackers. I'm good. Yeah. A good, good. I love a good Alberino. Uh, very, it's, it's basically the Spanish Sauvignon Blanc, I would imagine. Sure, sure, sure. Because yeah. they have a lot of similar tastes. Except it's less grapefruit than like New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc 100%. is. 100%. And more like lemon peel. Yeah. Citrus. And lime. Deep in there. Yeah. But uh, you give me some of that with some pickled pickled veg. Mm. Yeah, I could do some of that. Mm. Like I like a little collini, pickled collini. Throw a little. Uh, I mean, just. I, mean, I know it's weird, but I fucks with it all day. But uh, pickled cauliflower. I don't know uh, what it is. Well, cauliflower has become something as a substitute for me now for a lot of protein. Yeah. So like I eat a lot. Like I had buffalo. Flavored cauliflower the other Buffalo day. Buffalo cauliflower, yeah. And um, I love it. It's we meaty. We do that at that place protein. that I work at. Um, at the Whataburger at the Pearl that I work at right now, we're doing like a a brown butter cauliflower with a salsa vierge with a cauliflower. Uh, I think you've had it. I did. Yeah. Was it, it was not fucking good? good. And it's filling, it right? It's fucking good. No, they'll yeah. do like, they'll they'll do a buffalo version of that. Mm. But they know, like, they also know, too. They watch out. You know, they watch out for your yeah. boy. They, you know, they don't yeah, want to see me fucking die or anything like Who that. Who does? You know? I, don't I know. would agree. There's got to be a couple of haters out there, man. Bro, I, know I, it, I take know. personal grievance. Well, you know. You're going to hate on my guy. I'm going to hate on you. You know? Hey, we've always... Dude, and one thing. Let's take this because we're 53 minutes. We almost do a solid hour. And we have plans after this, so we're not going to talk about plans after this. But we're going <laughs> to talk about plans after this. Not on the mic, but off the mic. But... Um, one thing, man, we've always kind of, uh, I've, what is it? Mercury retrograde is a reverse <laughs> cowgirl, some kind of bullshit, <laughs> but there's somehow that we've stayed together somehow Yeah, uh, randomly running. I know it's the industry. There's a little bit of that, but, but there's some random times and you would just show up unannounced yeah. and just be like. You remember my name? <laughs> you remember how I know you? And I'm just sitting here like in the middle of a shift. Like this guy wants his fucking gravy on the side. And <laughs> I got Damien over here asking me all these questions. But I appreciate you for that so much. Yeah. Because there's not many people in the world in general that will care about someone else that much. Yeah. And that's a very uh, rare thing to find. Like I said, man, look, uh, and... and, and uh... I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but I remember, like, again, I remember seeing you play guitar, and I remember, so my dad was a DJ in college. I grew up in music, and I I, uh, I spent a lot of time on the road with uh, musicians and bands and stuff like that, but uh, you can tell uh, if somebody plays music that they got a fucking soul. 
You know what I mean? There's some people that just play some shit to just make some money and they're just busting or, you know, and a little cover band, whatever, cover, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean? But then you see people that actually We're doing Wonderwall. Right. God, let me throw a beer bottle at you. Yeah. But you can tell somebody that actually um, has a fucking soul and cares by the songs that they choose, the way that they play those songs that... Um, I mean, it pulls at you. It pulls, and, you, and when I saw you play, it was that kind of thing. It was like you didn't give a fuck who was in the room. You weren't playing for any of us. You're playing for you, and that matters. You know what I mean? You're you were trying to express, at least in my interpretation of it, you were trying to express your your pain, your love, your everything through the way you were fucking bending those guitar strings, and it. It hit me in a certain way that I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to seek you out and tell you that, hey, like, what well, if you were that if, because if that, you were yeah. meaning that, it it meant something to me. So well, thank you. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I was never. Um, Even if you don't play guitar anymore, like some of my best friends are some of the greatest players I've ever seen. They don't play anymore because life happens and things well, my, get in the way. My thing is, I. Because I'm a blues guitar player at heart, and you know that. Yeah. And I don't copy anyone else's songs no. anymore. I just kind of play. But it's really hard to be inspired to play when things are going all right. Yeah. So for me, like being a blues guitar player, I have to really be in the shitter. Right. To have inspiration to play. People can talk shit about that all day and be like, well, you're not a real musician. Okay, maybe I'm not. But I know I I can pick up this guitar, and if I can tell you how I can feel, because sometimes I feel more confident speaking through my guitar. Yeah. If I'm sad, then I'm actually talking about it. Like I sit here and talk about being happy all day. Yeah. But like being sad, sometimes it's hard to talk about. I've gotten better at it through this podcast and talking about my difficulties yeah. and um, my faults. But it's funny because I remember when I sat down, is like the first thing I asked is, "Why did you start doing this?" This comes. It's kind of what I was getting at, and uh, you know, you're interviewing me, but I kind of feel like I'm letting everybody into and inside of you. I kind of do feel that. It kind of like the table's kind of a little turned. Yeah. The thing is, Dom, uh, you know, again, we talked about it when the mics were off. We're all searching for that human connection. You wouldn't have started doing this if you weren't looking for that, but. I think what you don't realize and the greatest thing about your podcast is, is that, um, you know, you're connecting all of us together. Uh, that's the goal. I want the people that have meant something in my life to be able to be here and we can record it and document it. And the off, like, so that's why I said earlier that the off my conversation means more to me than what we actually record because that's when we become closer as friends. You think about this. Uh, hypothetical situation. Um, you know, all this stuff gets broadcast into the space, and uh, you're gonna get all this fucking bullshit. America's Got Talent, fucking, you know, the mass singer, all this crazy shit that doesn't mean anything. But if they can, if some kind of sentient being, some kind of something that has emotions and cares, can dig through all of that bullshit that's coming off this fucking planet and find this conversation, maybe that makes a difference. 
Maybe they'd be like, you know, that planet Earth, it's filled with a lot of fucking assholes. It is. But there's some good people out there. Like yourself. Like yourself. So, Damien, you born. Dumb. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> and this is definitely not going to be the last. Nah. I'll come by whenever you want. We at 59 minutes, 40 seconds, because we're professionals, dude. Because we're professionals. Yeah. Um, this means a lot. Thank we're going to uh, we'll have an off-mic conversation right now. And uh, I really can't wait for the next one now. I, this is pretty deep, man. I like this. I needed this. I think like after the last couple episodes I did, I, I think I knocked out like four-something hours in the last five days or something stupid. Yeah. This is a beautiful um, ending point. Good. It's kind of like uh, when you watch the Olympics and they stick it at the end, you know? Just a little, little fucking bow. A little fucking little bow. fucking bow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love you, brother. Absolutely, my brother. And uh, till the next episode. Hey, whatever you want. You just tell me. Well, let's do the, the cheers that we do at... I don't even have anything left in here to cheers right now. Yeah. We'll make a cheers to the birds, to the storks that bring the good babies, to the ravens that bring the bad babies, and to the swallows that bring no babies. No fucking babies at all. Cheers to the fucking birds. We'll see you later. As a Domcast episode, I guess 81, 2, 3, 4. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Damien Usborn. You can find everything in the bio. Check the link in the bio where the chillest that I know. And I'm just very grateful to have people like this in my life. And I cannot wait for you all to hear this. And we will see you again soon. Damien, very, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, I would like to have you on one more time, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do like a Kwanzaa special, Christmas special, yeah. Thanksgiving something. An Italian Christmas. I'll cook. Yeah, we got to get the fish, Ooh. man. Octopus, some shrimp. Fucking cook. Some scallops. We'll do some fucking sous vide octopus and then Ooh. grill it. That's a shit. I'm in. All right, it's done. Done. Y'all heard it here first. We love you. Uh, at Damien Newsborn on Instagram and Facebook. She tastes like Texas on Instagram, Facebook. Follow us, Domcast, on Spotify, Stitcher Music, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your shit. And besides that, this episode is brought to you by Friendship. Uh, if you go to Google.com right now and Google Friendship, use the code DOMC and receive nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we out! <laughs>